watch this video. It's three minutes and 54 seconds, and it will be the greatest three minutes and 54 seconds of your life. When Tennessee is doing something better than you, it's bad. So who, why do you care? What is wrong with you people? I, I don't. You just said Dennis Felton. I don't know who that is, Daniel. I have no clue. But God never, God and everybody knows that FSU's been paying players for decades. Who cares if you've been there longer? Who cares if you have suffered? Well, then I'll let the facts speak for themselves. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. I'm jacked up, man. I'm real jacked. I'm real jacked. I'm, I'm through the roof. This this chair that I'm sitting in uh, is struggling to contain the excitement of my body right now. I, uh, as we all did, awoke this morning to... Um, well, it happened after I was already awake, unfortunately, but early this morning received some incredibly good news, some historic news, some un- some unprecedented news as it relates to the Georgia basketball program. Uh, we're here to talk about recruiting Clint, uh, which is not uncommon on this podcast. I didn't go back and do the math, but uh, I would say in at least... 15% of our episodes, of the previous 52 episodes, we have uh, done a deep dive into some recruiting. Um, not too many of those were basketball-related recruiting stories, however. But that is very much the lead story today. Uh, the commitment of Anthony Edwards to Georgia is not just good news for the basketball program. It is... Uh, it's not it's not too much to say that it's revolutionary news for the basketball program. You guys know me well enough to know that I did not everyone was saying this was in the bag. Uh for weeks now, everyone's been saying it was in the bag. He canceled a North Carolina visit. He canceled a Florida State visit. He had a Kentucky visit that was reportedly meh. Yeah. Uh he showed up to an unofficial visit for a UGA home game like the week after he went to his Kentucky visit right um everyone was reporting that it was a done deal Dick Vitale was tweeting that it was a lock uh-huh. which I don't know to what level does Dick Vitale have credibility when it comes to when it comes to anything but specifically recruiting uh I just he's not exactly a recruiting guru but uh, suffice it to say, everyone was sure that this was going to happen today, that Anthony Edwards was going to commit to Georgia. Everyone except me, Clint. I was 100% right. sure that it was going to be a last-minute flip, that it was going to be a, a another gut punch to our hopes of actually turning around the basketball program. Uh, but nay, but Daniel, nay. nay, that is not the case. Eeyore is not needed in this podcast because... 
he ain't welcome here, uh, y'all. Because we are, we have nothing but positive things to say. Um, guys, Anthony Edwards is, we've talked about him a little bit on this podcast. And I don't know how you, how much basketball you have watched. Um, my goodness, do yourself a favor and go to the mm-hmm. YouTubes. Okay? There's an account called Courtside Films. Okay, I'm not even going to tell. There's a hundred Anthony Edwards highlights. Well, there's an account called Courtside Films, and there is a video that's called Anthony Edwards Summer Mixtape. Shooting guard from Atlanta might be the best high school prospect in all classes. Is the name of the video? Mm. Seems like an unnecessarily long name for a video. Seems unnecessary, and also you got the last half incorrect with might be. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Courtside Films, not great at titling videos. What they are great at doing is videotaping Anthony Edwards. Uh, absolutely destroy some fools. Watch this video. It's three yeah. minutes and 54 seconds, and it will be the greatest three minutes and 54 seconds of your life. I don't know what you've done or accomplished in your life, uh, but just trust me. Only if you were the inventor of cheese dip. Could you claim a a better three minutes and thirty seconds? Golly, that just you just blew my mind. Somebody invented cheese dip. I've never <laughs> never thought about that before, but whoever that man or woman is, gosh, good on you. Let's just I mean, every day I'm going to wake up thanking my <laughs> thanking my lucky stars for you. Um, listen, go watch this yeah. video. This kid, he's six five. Uh, he's yeah. got it all. Okay, he handles the ball. He goes by people. He goes over people. He goes through people. He shoots mid-range pull-ups. He shoots step-back mm-hmm. threes. Mm-hmm. He rocks a guy to sleep at the three-point line and then pulls up and, and and buries a three right in his face. This is an NBA player. You're watching. You just see this dude, and you're watching him in high school. And he looks like he's one of those dudes that looks like he's an NBA player. This is a guy that if the rule wasn't in place, if the one and done rule right. wasn't in place, if the NBA took guys straight out of high school, this guy wouldn't be at Georgia. This guy wouldn't be no. anywhere. This guy would be straight no. into the lottery. So, Daniel, you're, you're, you're talking about a guy who, who has uh, potential then, right? Like all the other recruits, guys, guys who need to grow into themselves. Isn't that right, Daniel? Or... Or no. See, this is the That's this is the, the thing about this guy. We talked about this this week. Uh, this guy, you, you look at a guy. So there's a Anthony Edwards, according to 24/7 rankings, is the number one player in high school this year. Um, yep. uh, according to the 24/7 composite rankings, there is uh, a player ranked high. He's the number two player in the country. This year, there's a player named uh, James Wiseman who is committed to Memphis. Uh, James Wiseman, seven foot, two hundred ten pounds. Uh, he's obviously a center. He's big. He's I'm a sorry. big guy. Seven foot two ten. That guy is a. Stick. Let me talk to you about Anthony Edwards, who's six five two fifteen. Okay, like oh. he's oh. he uh he uh yeah. He's a seven inches shorter and five pounds, <laughs> five pounds more muscle on him. So, 
That just gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. Number three player in the country committed to Duke is Vernon Carey, who is 6'10", 275. Okay, that's what... Uh, now that sounds more like what I've been looking that's for. That's what we're talking about. But but look, my man James Wiseman, uh, he's a seven-footer. And this is the thing, is you see these guys and that they're rated highly because, one, they dominate high school. As a seven-footer, how are you not going to dominate high school basketball? Okay, mm-hmm. look, that's not... Don't you can't talk to me about that. But then the NBA draft, he'll go very high in the NBA draft. But again, you you're just hoping that that guy pans out. You know, you look at a guy like uh, like Nerlens Noel, right? Uh, at Kentucky, he he had a, he was good at Kentucky. He was a lottery pick in the draft, but the he was a lottery pick based on the hope that he would become mm-hmm. a player that he was. You look at Anthony Davis at Kentucky. He was a dominant player, led his team to the national championship. Dominant player. But he was dominant defensively. He, he averaged Correct. like nine blocks a game that season. Uh, he was not dominant offensively. He was not the Anthony Davis of uh, the New Orleans Pelicans slash whining about wanting to be traded slash everything that's wrong with the NBA right now. Uh he was not that guy. He was drafted in the lottery because of his potential to develop into that guy. But when you're six five and you're a shooting guard, mm-hmm. is six five tall for a shooting guard? Or hmm. no? That's hmm. just about average. Just a it's just right a there. normal size. Even in the NBA, it's kind of small for a shooting it guard. Is actually, okay, right. That's shorter than Jordan. That's shorter than Kobe. That's that's pretty. That's kind of short for a shooting guard. When you're rated this highly, when you're projected number one pick and you're a 6'5 shooting guard, that means these guys ain't waiting for you to develop. That means you are bringing the goods right now. Today. And that's what George is getting for one year in Anthony Edwards. Uh, It is a, yeah, it is a, as, as bad as this Georgia basketball team looks right now, this is not just adding one good piece to a bad team. That's no. not how basketball works. This nope. is a transformative signing that will completely change the makeup of the entire team. Okay, and we don't have to wait for him to get into uh, any season or any program or any study or any weight training. We don't got to wait for that. He comes in day one, laces him up, we give him the ball, and we say go win us games and he does so instantaneously this is this is just cataclysmic earth shattering the trajectory that georgia basketball is on now Uh, we have gone above the levels Uh, we've skipped some levels as a matter of fact with this recruiting Uh, and daniel the most impressive the thing to me not only is it going to be fun to watch anthony edwards play in red and black that's going to be a blast but it also is exciting for me the reason why he is coming mm-hmm. to Georgia. His stated mm-hmm. purpose. Because when asked, he said a number of things. He said, one, the fans on my unofficial visit showed me so much love. So first of all, those of you who packed out the steg, good on you. A recruit, the number one recruit, a transcendent player has said you played into his decision. I would just like to, for a moment... Thank you. On behalf of us who cannot attend, yeah, let's give a just 
standing ovation from the Talking Dogs podcast. Just We are in love with all of you who were at the games showing him love, rooting on the dogs, and mired in a horrible season with horrible players. You stuck it out good on This is why it matters, uh, people. This is, this is why. This is why it matters that you support the basketball program. This is why a mentality that says, well, if the basketball team would win some games, then I would show up to nope. the games and nope. cheer them on. That's, that's a bad fan. Okay? That's not who you want to be. Daniel. Okay? That's not who you want to be. That's, we, that's Tennessee fan. Okay, people? That's emptying out the stadium because you don't care fan. Listen, this is a, this is a kid who had just coming off of an official visit to Kentucky. Okay, you think he got shown any love? You think he got shown any national championship trophies? You think he got shown uh, a, a world-class facility? You think he got shown things that Georgia could never match? Never. Never match. L- literally, don't have the, the physical possibility in the reality we currently exist to show him a national championship But trophy. then he comes to Georgia, and he goes, you know what? I could, pre- I could play in front of a sellout every night if I came to Georgia, uh-huh. just like I could if I went to Kentucky. Well, so, oh, why would I not just okay. come to Georgia then? I'm, am I am I here? Do I like that it? Was, that See, was one this, reason, Clint. What What was another reason? The second reason, Daniel. Reason that he said he wanted okay. to come to Georgia. Because uh, I'm baffled. Why would anyone? Why would the yeah. number one? Probably because we're paying him. That's probably what he said, right? It's probably because uh, we're... That's what it is. Yeah, because we're handing out those bags. You gave me more bags. money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, just bags of money just left in the hotel room where mom and dad are staying but, and just show up. And First of all, when FSU accuses you oh of gosh. paying players, uh-huh. that is, uh-huh. I mean, hello, FSU of all programs. You, look, there look, was a God famous God and everybody knows that FSU has been paying players for decades. Decades. There's a famous uh, football college football movie uh, that I believe is loosely based on FSU and their program, in which uh, there is horrid amount of uh, corruption happening. Not because they pontificated and thought about it and created it, but because they just went and talked to players at FSU and said, "Tell me how it was like in the in the nineties." Nick, to play Nick Nolte's character in Blue Chips is roughly based on Leonard Hamilton, I believe. It's not. <laughs> it's not. They share a very similar body type. And, Very similar body type, uh, and so it's uh, that's that's my understanding. It, anyway, no, the second, the second reason, the second stated reason, Anthony Edwards says I am coming to Georgia. I'm coming to Georgia. Is this? He said I looked at some of my favorite players in the league, who are crushing it right now, and then I looked on the tree where those favorite players came from, and Dwayne Wade, uh, Oladipo. These guys are are killing it in the league right now. Dwayne Wade is working himself into a Hall of Fame esque career oh, he's, as one. He's a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. I, I I agree. There are some who disagreed with the article. No. Uh, I, he's I going to be. Just they can just wait and see. Those who disagree, they can just. I'm not saying anything about whether or not he deserves it. I'm just stating the fact that he will be in the Hall of Fame, hundred uh-huh. percent. And and Anthony Edwards said. Uh, I looked at the the man who coached these two and made them what they are, and I said, I want him to make me into that type of player too. And that man, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Tom Crean. Hmm. Tom Crean is the was actually the first stated. I, I went out of order. He was the first stated reason that he said, I want to come to Georgia. Guys, 
I got a lot to say about this. Clint, let me ask you, did Anthony Edwards have any other big-name coaches to choose from as he was being recruited? I don't know. Did he? Is is Kentucky a big program with some some big names? Does, and does John Calipari have any wins under his belt? Like, does he... Has he coached any he NBA players? Has, uh, there, I think he has. Are there any NBA players that have come out of that tree? Um, what about North Carolina? He turned them down. Do they have a coach at North Carolina? I can't even remember. Do they have? Have these coaches been on commercials, national marketing campaigns, trying to get people to sell them and buy what they're selling? Already in the Hall of Fame are John Calipari oh, yeah. and Roy Williams. You don't have to wait till you're retired when you're a coach. They're already in the College Basketball Hall of Fame, Roy Williams, John Calipari. These are coaches that he, when he was asked, why did you commit to Georgia? And he said, it was so I could play for Tom Crean. The undercurrent of that statement was, I would rather play for Tom Crean than these two legends of coaching who have coached scores of NBA players. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're talking about gaggles of NBA players. He said, "You know what? I don't I don't really care that Roy Williams was an assistant coach when James Worthy played at North Carolina. I don't know who James Worthy is." So, don't know. Don't talk care. to me about right now. And mm-hmm. and Tom Crean's got players right now that are making all-star teams that are winning championships in Dwayne Wade that are that are having successful careers in the NBA. And he's about to have another one in the form of Anthony Edwards. He's about to have another one. Right. And if you think Dwayne Wade coming out, because he he mentioned this. Now, now I like like this little saltiness that Anthony Edwards already has in him, Daniel. Mm. I don't know if you picked this up. When talking about Dwayne Wade, who is a Hall of Famer, uh, Anthony Edwards said he wasn't a highly recruited player. He said, Dwayne, I, I love you, bro, but I am twice the player you were at this at time. At 18. At 18. I am twice the and player so you were. And so he just did a simple little calculations, okay? Uh-huh. I don't know what Anthony uh-huh. Edwards' math SAT score was, but he, he did a few calculations in his head, and he said, if you started there and you got here mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Tom Crean, well, I'm starting here. I wonder where... I wonder where I could get. Where's my trajectory headed? I can't. If, if you're there. Uh, so if you, if anybody was questioning Tom Crean, if anybody was wondering why do we have, if anybody had thought to themselves, man, he's not, he's not able to coach the players that we have. He's not able to execute. You can go ahead and stuff it in a sack and then never talk to us again because you're dead to me. You, you're dead Cordially to me. invited. To, to do just that. In fact, speaking of saltiness, Clint, this is... Mm-hmm. Let me segue. <laughs> let me segue. I have a game that I want us to play, but that can come... That, I, was, I was planning on doing that first, but, um, but now seems like a good time. There are two groups of Georgia fans that I want to address, and uh, they are unrelated okay. to each other, which means I will likely offend most of people listening. Everybody. Fantastic. Which... Which is what we're here for. If you're not a, a current UGA Hoops fan and you're still listening to this podcast, because we are going to talk about football recruiting and we're uh, people, National Signing Day. It's big. Uh, we are going to talk about that. 
you won't be offended by any of these comments, so you can just kind of listen and enjoy. That'll be fantastic. I'm going to talk to, uh, though, a couple groups of Georgia basketball fans. And the first one I want to talk to is the people who are mad at Tom Crean. Okay? Mm -hmm. You know who you are. Okay? (laughs) You know who you are. Um, Maybe you're the mother of a current player. You know who you are. You, by the way, you you have some reason to be a little upset. Actually, <laughs> uh, listen to me. You're mad at Tom Crean uh, for making what you consider to be incredibly inappropriate and disrespectful comments. If you didn't hear um, after yeah, we go. after we ask. got embarrassed by Ole Miss at home Ole for Miss, our yeah. ninth conference loss of the year i'm sorry clint let me repeat that yeah please please we're one and nine in the conference clint um when we got embarrassed by Ole miss tom crean um was next level frustrated at the press conference which as a georgia fan i appreciated because i was next level frustrated as i was watching the press conference uh and tom crean made some statements that uh, one he probably wishes he had back Okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And two um, were said in a moment of in a moment of frustration, but where he basically said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that it was his fault the team was playing so poorly because he should have cut some of these players when he first took the job. That's basically what he said. Okay. now, you could say that he was throwing his players under the bus, um, which I don't necessarily agree with, but we can get into the semantics of what it means to throw somebody under the bus. Uh, no. I think he was calling out some deficiencies in his players, which if you don't think that that's what coaches are supposed to do, then you've never been coached or coached anyone in your entire life. Uh, and so we Correct. don't really have anything to say to you. Uh, if you're mad at Tom Crean for doing this, and if you think it's unacceptable... And if you want to start some sort of a movement on social media about how no player in his right mind would commit to Tom Crean after he said these things about his current players, uh, hmm. how you doing, bro? Like, how's that going? How's how that doing? going for you? Because I think Anthony Edwards was thinking the same thing we think watching the team and then going and then watching Tom Crean say, this is unacceptable. We need next level performance. And if you're not performing next level, what are you doing here? And Anthony Edwards says, I agree. Well, 100%, I don't coach. have to speculate as to what Anthony Edwards was thinking because he was asked about his yeah. feelings about Tom Crane's comments and whether or not that had any bearing on his decision. And he said, no, it didn't. And then he said, I know Tom Crane did not intend what people are interpreting that he intended I know him well enough to know that he would never uh he would never throw his players under the bus I know that that was just said in frustration now let me ask you a question Clint how many times have you met Tom Crane Uh, how many times have you corresponded with him on the phone zero let me ask you a question you're gonna have to guess how many times has anyone who is frustrated at Tom Crane as a Georgia basketball fan, met or corresponded with Tom Crean? If you had to just ballpark it. Uh, yeah. If I had to ballpark people that... Fans. Normal fans, fans that are frustrated That's with Tom right. Crean. 
Um, I, they have attempted to thousands of times. They have attempted yes. typing to typing at Tom Crane into your app yeah. does not equal a correspondence. <laughs> it, it does if not. If he don't reply, he, he ain't read it. Okay, like he's he yeah. ain't read it. And trust me, he ain't, he ain't read, read it. it okay. So. Uh, how many times do you think Anthony Edwards has corresponded with Tom Crane? Uh, thousands. Maybe. Yeah, I would say that since Tom Crane took the job, he's been corresponding yeah. with Anthony Edwards weekly since then. Minimal. 100%. So who do you think knows Tom Crane better? Some 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 idiot Georgia fan uh-huh. who just wants to get mad yeah. for for no reason, or Anthony Edwards? Who do you think knows him better? I'm going to go ahead and take a stab in the dark here. Anthony Edwards. Listen, Georgia fans, just shut up for two Please. seconds. Just shut up. If you're you're trying to stir up some sort of a controversy about Tom Crane because of a comment that he said, because I don't know why, like, just just get over it. You're not you're not on that team. Nope. Hey, Tyree Crump and Nicholas Claxton are both active on social media today, excited about Anthony Edwards' decision. Do you think they're harboring a whole bunch of animosity and resentment toward Tom? Do you think they can't wait to get out of the program? And never play for Tom Crane again since they're already talking about playing with Anthony Edwards next year, who's going to play for Tom Crane. You don't know what's going on in the locker room. You have Folks, no idea. just get over it. Get over yourself for two seconds. Uh, all right. Thank you for allowing me that moment. I have, I have welcome, another man. group of UJ fans that I want to address, but I'm going to save that. Here we go. But I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Oh. First, we're going to play a little game. Okay, yeah, Clint. Okay. This game's going to go quickly. Uh, I'm going to give you a name, and I want okay. you to I want you to hazard a guess if this person coming out of high school, according to the 24-7 composite, was rated higher or lower than Anthony Edwards. Are you ready to play? Oh, this is good. I, I am so ready for this, Daniel. Name number one. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not trying to play a trick on you. Some of these are higher, and some of these are lower. I'm not going to play this gag where I'm like, everyone was lower than him, and it's just a joke because yeah. he's better than everyone. Uh, he's not the highest-rated prospect to come out of high school in the last 10 years or, or even close. So, uh, name number one, Zion Williamson. Ever heard of him? I have. Uh, he's the man who is monstrously blocking shots and jamming down basketball. Number one pick in, in this under. year's NBA draft going to be? This year, correct. Uh Player at Duke, uh, Zion Williamson, 24-7 composite, rated higher or lower than your boy, Anthony Edwards? Uh, I'm going to guess lower. He was rated lower than Anthony Edwards. He, in fact, was rated lower. Anthony Edwards is a higher-rated prospect than Zion Williamson Williamson was. Uh, Next name on the list, uh, Mo Bamba, played at Texas. Um, uh, We talked about... The big guys and how they have a tendency to get skewed in their ratings because of their size. Mo Bamba, I uh, don't know who he got drafted by, but was a lottery pick in this year's draft. Fifth overall or sixth overall or something, I think. Uh, played at Texas. Rated higher or lower than Anthony Edwards coming in high school? My guess is exactly what you said. Because he is the big man, he'd be rated higher than Anthony Edwards. Well, you'd be wrong. He was rated lower. Oh, he was ranked so rated good. lower than Anthony Edwards. Oh, that's so good. High school scouts who get paid for this, by the way, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Th- think Anthony Edwards is better than Zion Williamson and Mo Bamba. That's what we just said. Okay. Next name on the I, list. 
I just Marvin just Bagley the third. Oh yeah. Oh this this cat was big time recruit coming Played out. Played at high Duke. Uh, yeah. Now is playing in the NBA. Who I have no idea where because the NBA is hot garbage. But uh, yeah. Marvin Bagley the third rated higher or lower? Uh, that's that's got to be rated higher. He was rated higher. He was the number one player in his yeah. class, uh, and he was rated higher. Now, just to be clear, um, Anthony Edwards' rating, twenty four seven composite, is out of a possible one thousand. Think of it like batting average yeah. in baseball. So if you were, had a perfect batting average, it would be 1.000, right? Nobody has that yep. uh, except a random pinch hitter or something. But uh, that's how the ratings work in the 24-7 composite. And out of a possible 1,000, Marvin Bagley was rated 0. .9999. <laughs> okay? Anthony Edwards is rated 0. .9999. Four, so he is rated five one thousandths of a point lower Jeez. than Marvin Bagley. So we're talking about the neighborhood here. Okay, next name on the list: Lonzo Ball. <laughs> oh. uh, Anthony Edwards is higher than Lonzo Ball. He surely is in okay, every in that every was... measurable category. <laughs> I, I I could not. I would not have sat in a reality in which Lonzo Ball is rated higher than Anthony Edwards. I couldn't have done it. How about Jason Tatum? Okay. Arguably okay. one of the top young stars in the NBA right now. Played at Duke. Yep. Um, obviously incredibly high rated prospect coming out of high school. It's number two pick in the NBA draft. Uh, or three or something. Uh, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Higher or lower than Anthony Edwards? I'm going to say lower. He was also lower Point nine nine eight seven for Jason Tatum. Point nine 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 four for Anthony Edwards. We're talking about Anthony Edwards considered to be better than Zion Williamson, Mo Bamba, Lonzo Ball, and Jason Tatum. That's what we've said so far. Next name on the list is Ben Simmons. Oh, uh, Ben Simmons was was rated higher. Is my guess? He was rated higher, but only by two one thousandths of a point. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Ben Simmons uh, was the Uber recruit, the recruit of the generation. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, did go on to become number one overall pick in the draft, and is is starting to put it together in the NBA in Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, rated right on the level, but slightly higher than our boy Anthony Edwards. What about Carl Anthony Towns, Clint? Ooh. Going a little bit, a little bit farther back here. This is hard. This is harder for me. I'm going to give you a two-for-one special here. Okay, how about this? One higher, one lower. I like it. You ready? Okay, I'm Carl ready. Anthony Towns and Jabari Parker. Which one's higher oh, and which one's lower? that's interesting. That confuses me even more now. Jabari Parker, I remember that. Um, I'm going to say Jabari Parker was rated lower than Anthony Edwards. And, Car- and Towns was rated higher. It was a joke. They were both rated lower. Anthony Edwards better than both of them. <laughs> And Anthony Edwards better than both of them. Come on, get off. This is. Listen, guys. It's this. There's not. There's not sure things in recruiting. No. But here's a sure thing. Barring an injury, has to be said. Barring an injury. Correct. UJ basketball is going to be hella fun next year. 
Okay. That's a sure thing. That's a lock. 100%. That's a lock. Um, yep. All right. That's enough basketball talk, but real quick, as one last thing, and I want to say this as a, I want to call out a group of UGA fans, and it's a smaller group, and these are some, these are some faithful listeners. The first group, people who are mad at Tom Crane, I fundamentally believe people that are that ignorant. People who are making, I'm not going to say they are ignorant. People who are making such ignorant choices are probably not listening to our podcast as much. You're not a bad person. This is just bad behavior. That's right. But this group, I know there's some people who are listening to this podcast. And so I want to say this with love, but I want to say it with firmness. Okay. Mm. Mm. People who are already going out of their way to disdainfully hate on bandwagon UGA basketball fans, you can go away. Yep. Do you know what being a good fan is? It's not discouraging other people from being a fan of the thing that you're a fan of. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are the same people. Think this through, y'all. These are the, You're the same people that have for years moaned about how little support UGA basketball gets. Mm -hmm. And here you are trying to discourage support for UGA basketball. Listen, everyone has to have a reason to become a fan at some point. Yes. Why can Anthony Edwards not be the reason? And listen to me. If, If a thousand people... I'll just use round numbers. If a thousand people become a fan of UJ basketball when Anthony Edwards commits, and eight hundred of them stop being a fan of UJ basketball when Anthony Edwards leaves, guess what? Two hundred more people will support UGA basketball, which is we just said on the podcast is, is good for UGA basketball. Yes, it is. So who, why do you yes, care? It is. What is wrong with you people? I, this whole this whole thing. We we have a, a team up here in the northwest, the Timbers. They're a soccer team. What is that? And yeah, I know, <laughs> I, know I know. Portland, uh, Portland has the Blazers and then the Timbers, and uh, you'll get cut for for not being a Timbers fan far far sooner than you'll be cut for not being a Blazers fan. Uh, Timbers, Major League Soccer. Um, they have they wear these scarves around, and every game day they put the scarves on. Now these scarves are ornamental in nature; they provide no warmth. No. They are like they are like badges of honor that these that these fans wear. And when you get your scarf, and how old it is is dated on it mm-hmm. with symbols. Mm-hmm. It's like dise- dissecting Egyptian characters. It's it's ridiculous. It's like hieroglyphics mm-hmm. on this thing. Uh, and they will say you, you can tell the. The original army is what they call themselves mm. of people. And if you're not part of the original army, what they will say to you is, when did you become a fan? And you'll be like, oh, I, I like going to games. I've And, they're, and they're like, well, it's not a game. It's a match. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Great. Oh, gosh. Um, but I, I've been going to matches for a couple of years. It's really fun. I enjoy it. And they will look at you like you are, they have no business even uttering the word timbers. And I don't understand it because if your goal is to be excited about your team and get more people excited, why is you being elite status above me helping that cause? It makes no sense. It doesn't to make me. any sense. Georgia fan, 
who cares if you've been there longer? Who cares if you have suffered under horrible teams and the droughts of, of runs into the tournament and players not being and performing? Who gives a flying crap? No one should. Let the bandwagon fans come. Come on. Let them come. Let them come to the Steg. Let them buy tickets. Let them support the team. Let them be active on social media. What? 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 Go right ahead. It does nothing but help the hurting? cause of UGA basketball. And listen, if you survived the Dennis Felton years, look, you deserve a freaking medal. Okay? I survived Good for you. the Dennis Felton years. If you have been a long-time, long-suffering UGA basketball fan, then you know what it's been like. But that doesn't mean that other people shouldn't become fans. All right, Clint, did you do you remember where you were when when Heinz Ward was throwing touchdown passes to himself? I don't. You just said Dennis Felton. I don't know who that yeah. is, well, Daniel. I have no just clue. Just because you're a new fan of UGA athletics, it doesn't it doesn't make you less. It just makes you newer. I have to learn. I'm going to Everyone catch up to speed. Everyone has I'm to start sometime. People. Everyone has to start sometime. Why can't Anthony Edwards be the time when some... Listen, when people jump off the bandwagon, you can call sure. them out individually. When people 100%. jump on the bandwagon is not a time to call them out because you don't know if they're going to stay or not. You have, have no, no idea. clue. So, listen. Stop. Stop, Georgia fans. Just em- it ain't about you, Georgia embrace, fan. Embrace not about you. Embrace that this could be the new norm for UJ basketball, and how awesome would that be? Mm-hmm. All right, that's enough basketball talk. Speaking of alienating listeners, we have just spent thirty-five minutes talking about UJ basketball, uh, which I hope one day will be will be okay. Yeah. But as of today. <laughs> It's probably it, it it's probably some it pretty some pretty bored listeners. But you know what? We are like we are like Tom Crean um, and the rule of encroachment onto the court where coaches have to stay within a box. Uh, we we take that same philosophy Tom Crean does to that rule as we do about get off my lawn. We don't care. Yeah. Tom Crean gonna get called for that. Tom Crean ten Tom times. Crean needs to get that guy. He needs to, oh, yeah. he needs to get that guy. But the problem is you can't have more than one. Sometimes they'll. The, you can't have more than one assistant standing on the sideline, right. and so right. uh, you get back guy is much harder. He needs they need uh, they need one of those leashes, like the little parent leashes that you see the kids running around in the bear suit no, with the leash I'll on the back. Who, they need one I'll of those tell you who needs belt. to be the get back guy is Chuck Dowdle. Chuck Dowdle sitting oh. right there calling the game. He's right there, he could just reach yep. over and grab the back of Crean's belt loop. That's what we need. All right, uh, let's talk about National Signing Day, Clint. We haven't had a podcast since then. Hey. Uh, did anything happen? Hey, was that a big deal? Did Daniel? anything? Was that a big deal? I don't. I thought we signed. I'm I thought sorry. we signed all our people already. I thought it was going to be a quiet day. Oh, quiet day. Was it a quiet? Yeah, day? Just kind of coasting in. New. No. Did anything <laughs> happen? Not. Anything of note that you want to fill oh. us in on that, that maybe transpired? Oh, Daniel. Daniel, if you were to tell me before this season, uh, before this signing period uh, and transfer period, if you were to tell me a concern you had from last year's team and the the depth we lost, Mm -hmm. uh, and we've talked about on this uh, episode or on this podcast, we even went down the transfer portal route and said, who would you welcome from the transfer portal onto this team? Uh, We said wide receiver was a big 
area of need. Big area of need. Okay. Well, what if I was to tell you that the number one wide receiver in the state of Alabama, who's 6'4", 6'5", 180, or I'm sorry, 190, 200 pounds, five-star rated, hmm. would would come on over and, and would want Jake Fromm throwing him balls? What if I was to tell you that, Daniel? Would you be, would you be okay with this placement? I'm sorry, you said the number one wide receiver out of the state of what? Out of out of the state of which? Oh, wait. Was that was that Georgia in state? Was that Atlanta based? No, no, we already I'm sorry, we we, we went there. We hmm. did that. because uh, we already we had the to... number two rated prospect out of the state of Alabama. Are you trying to tell me that we maybe went and snagged the number one prospect out of the state of Alabama? Oh, there we go. Because we already have a center who's going to come in day one and compete for starting playing time. And now we have a wide receiver who who said already no to Alabama. Said, nah, Pass. not interested. He then said yes to Gus Bus mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. at Auburn. And then he said on second thought, no thanks. Reconsider. Let me reconsider. I had some time. Let me reconsider. Mom got a hold um... of me and told me, hey, you know that Kirby guy? You know Jake Fromm. You know all the open spots that just left. You know how you are a man-child beast catching footballs. Now this man. Let's go this ahead. Is, this is a this is a big man at wide receiver. Oh, okay. This he, and he is fluid, Daniel. He's not the he's not the crispest route runner. Uh, he kind of runs rounds some things off, but he gets the ball in his hands, and uh, children can't are, are can't bring this him down. This is a big old athletic foolish. man. Yeah. Um, so we snagged him early in the day, um, yep. which by the way, Owen Popo, uh, outside linebacker from Grayson going to Auburn. Yep. Mm-hmm. How you feeling, bro? Like, how, how, how you, you feeling? How's it going? That, that commitment to Auburn? Because what, what's Auburn's class? what did they come in at? Glenn? I believe they came in at number 11. Yeah, I was going to say outside of the top 10. That that puts them at 6 in the SEC. Ooh. You. Ooh. You. When Tennessee is doing something better than you, it's bad. You. Um, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, not all of signing day was positive, Clint? No, it was not. We missed out on a couple of... Of cats, uh, we did not get DB out of Miami. Did not was not able to flip him from his commitment to Florida, which is sad, not devastating, but it was a miss nonetheless. It was a miss. Georgia fans don't be that guy trying to pretend like he's no. not anything. That's what Alabama fans do. Don't do that, Georgia fans. That's what Alabama do fans that. do. And yes, we have Tyreek Stevenson, and we got a couple of our guys. I yeah, we got that JUCO DJ guy, Daniel. Yeah, uh-huh. DJ Daniels. Uh, uh-huh. that, that kid's going to be legit. But, hey, can you but, have too many good DBs? Is that a thing? Nope. nope. So, nope. that was a miss. Nope. Bring them all. Uh, we, but we hit. We got a three-star tight end out of Florida, and everybody's like, no, 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 this, that's not a big deal. Who cares about three stars? Well, the dude 6'5", 230, just started playing football two years I'm ago. Sorry, how many years Alab- ago? Two, two years, years ago. Two years ago. Two. Jeez. Two years ago, Daniel, already on the radar from two years ago. How down in the South, Daniel? At what age do college coaches start recognizing your skill? Oh, yeah, seventh grade, sixth yeah. grade, yeah, somewhere around there. 
Yeah. Didn't that kid, DeAnthony Thomas, didn't he get a scholarship offer when he was like in fourth grade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this guy all of a sudden popped out of nowhere on the radar and ascended to Alabama uh, radar, our radar, Florida radar really quick. This kid is athletic. We have a tight end who we went and plucked out of Florida, got on the team. He's he's 6'5", like I said, 230, going to be a good pass-catching tight end. I haven't seen him block, but I don't really need to because uh, we got enough big old hog mollies on the line to go ahead and take care of that for now, us. Now, that's not the only tight end that wasn't on signing day. It was but not. that's not the only tight end that we managed to uh, swing. We we talked about it on our, on our last podcast, did we not? A possible grad transfer at tight end. Uh, no longer possible, but actually. But now uh, committed. Uh, Eli Wolf from Tennessee mm. uh, mm-hmm. is in the fold at tight end. Uh, and then another grad transfer. Yeah, we're not we're not yeah, done. Was there, Give me all more. the guys. There's more. Give me all the guys that want to go catch passes because we went down back to Florida. We stole one out of Florida. Then we said, "Now nah, we uh, we think we left some on the bone. We want yeah. something else." And Lawrence Cager, Miami player last year, led the team in touchdowns. Yes, best said, receiver on the team. I best receiver on the team. I want to come play. I want to come be the fourth best receiver, fifth best receiver on this team. (laughs) That's what he said. That's that's literally the transition this kid is willing to make, just so he can be a winner. Okay. Uh, Uh, And this guy is the same. He is tall, athletic, big-bodied, 50-50 ball, catching in the end zone kind of guy. Uh, Daniel, if I recall, we had said something about six, five receivers jumping up and catching touchdown passes in the national championship game, did we not? Uh, and how much that would be great? We did. And how many of them have we just already talked about on this podcast that we signed? Oh, yeah, we have two, <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the guys already playing for that's us. That's correct. Uh, Holy jeez. So we have a guy who's proven it in the ACC uh-huh. on right. major college football. And we have a guy who's a five-star, number two wide receiver in the nation. Correct. Who are both 6'3 and up. Correct. Cool. Okay. Cool. It, oh, wait. Wait, we also, we have, oh, we have JJ still. Oh, yeah. Oh, JJ Holloman okay. is still there. Uh, we had a couple of four-star guys last year all over 6'4 as well mm-hmm. uh, who didn't see the field because we were just... Getting how, second, third how round could talent they have out seen there. the field? How they couldn't Where was have. the field? It's just, you know, there's buried. This guy, Jamari Sawyer, was standing between them in the field, so how were they supposed to see it? I don't know. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. <laughs> no, it's not their fault. Uh, so I think what you're trying to say, Clint, is that uh, Kirby Smart is a machine. Okay. Kirby Smart is now the best. Don't, don't debate it. Don't ask me if he is. Take off the if. Kirby Smart is the best recruiter in the nation. End of sentence. Get off his lawn. He's not. Period. That period. is a just hard period. Kirby Smart brings in more elite talent than anyone else. And that is anyone else in the nation. Is that, Daniel, is that your your subjective point of view? Nope. Is that just being a fan what you want to think? Nope. Just no, because there are recruiting services out there who rank these sorts of things, Daniel. Yep. And and Kirby has more top talent than anybody else 
coming into college football. That's right. There's not a close This second. year and last year and the uh-huh. year before. Correct. So just get off his lawn. He's not – it's don't, not – He don't Listen, care. next year, what will be the date that Georgia fans will be doom and gloom about 2020 recruiting? Like what oh will – because it will happen. It's happened every year so far. Of course it will. Every year so far. I was so going to say, are we there it's, yet? Every year so far, there's been a time when Georgia fans have just, When will we learn that Kirby's all right? Kirby's okay. Kirby's got this under control, guys. Kirby's got it, guys. Um, you, everybody was bemoaning the fact, and everybody... By the way, by, by the way, uh, if I'm talking about subtraction and addition, okay... I'm talking about guys we got off the team who are talented. Again, Georgia player. Don't say guys that left are not talented. They're uber talented. But if I'm doing a subtraction and addition of types of people, uh, you you telling me that, yeah, we missed out on top wide receiver in the nation. Mm-hmm. Right? Sad day. Uh, and this is not making lemonade out of lemons, Daniel. This is hearing these young men speak. And how they talk. George Pickens speaking. Does he sound a little different, Daniel, than other recruits we've had in the fold? Mm. Yes, he sounds a little different. He sounds a little different. Guys, Blaylock sounds a little Mm. different. Blaylock doesn't sound like anything because he doesn't find the need to speak. Yeah. He sounds he sounds just like Nick He Chubb. just goes and scores touchdowns in all American games. That's what Blaylock does. That's what he does. Hands the ball to a ref, runs back to the sideline, yep. and waits his and next And says, game. when we get a stop, I'll go score another touchdown. I'll go do it again, coach. Uh, uh, nope, so no, George Pickens sounds totally different. 2019, Clay Webb sounds totally 2019 different. number one class according to Rivals, number two class according to 24-7. Alabama fans will be quick to tell you that Rivals is garbage because... They're not the number one class in rivals. That's, that's why they're. Yeah. That's why rivals is garbage. I guess they weren't the number one class last year, sure. according nope. to rivals, and now this year, according mm. to rivals. But even if you even if you like twenty four seven better, doesn't really matter. Clint, the, what, what do you know? What the gap? There's points awarded, and so you end up with mm-hmm. a total number of points. Now that yeah. total is not based on the number of players you signed. Okay. So yeah. for example, Georgia signed twenty four players and Alabama signed twenty seven players. Twenty five you get twenty five scholarships. Still not really sure how this works. But Nick Saban no seems idea. to find a way to sign more than the limit. Every it's like a salary cap in baseball, is that what it is? Like it's like a Yeah, he, he just pays a lot of a tax. strong suggestion. Is he the George yeah. Steinbrenner of yeah. college football? Is that yeah. what's happening? <laughs> Um, first George Steinbrenner reference, 53 episodes into the podcast. Uh, Which, by the way, good on you. The gap between you, Alabama and Georgia, between number one and number two, is is mm-hmm. eight and a half points. Okay, that's what separates us. Okay, do you know what the gap between? Do you even know who's number three in the nation according to twenty four seven sports? Uh, is it LSU? It's Texas A and M, who also okay, has twenty seven yeah. commits. Jimbo is. Jimbo is the Brian Cashman of uh, college football, and so he's he's operating out of the same mold. He said, "Oh, we can just sign however many the hell we want." Okay, 
Okay. Uh, Texas A&M's got 11 three stars, by the way. Good on you, Texas A&M. Way to get out and do Good. work. 11 three stars. <laughs> Number three. Uh, do you know what they... Our, our three stars should be four stars. They just haven't had enough film on them yet. Yeah. Um, do you know what the gap between Georgia and Texas A&M is, Clint? The gap between Alabama uh, and Georgia, one and two, is eight and a half points. What do you think the gap uh, is between be... two and three? 15 and 20. In between 15 and 20 points. Uh, close. It is 23 and a half points. Hello. Okay. The gap between Hello. us and Alabama is almost three times smaller than the gap right. between us and every other school. Who has in more the nation signees on their than team. Than us. That's correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart, Smart cannot be stopped. He, he he can't. He he don't care. People, uh, if you don't think again, just stop with. He can't recruit guys to come play. He's gonna have a hard time convincing these young men to stay with all the talent, and he's not Nick Saban. Just just stop it, please. You and and bandwagon hating fan can go talk and have a good lunch together. But I, I don't want you to have lunch over here with us. Uh, he can't be stopped. He's the best recruiter in the nation. It's not even close. Next year, uh, I was just telling Daniel, look at 2020 uh, and look at the five stars that have us as a top three school or crystal ball predictions have us winning outright. Uh, it's an obscene wealth of riches once more. Recruiting day was a big haul for everybody. Um we, we have some guys in here that's going to come and compete or guys that are going to come in and take over jobs uh, very quickly. We'll be talking in two years about these guys being all SEC-type players. So, Clint, basically what you're trying to tell us all is that Kirby Smart is a genius. Yeah. He's the world's greatest recruiter. He's the world's greatest college football coach. Correct. And other than Anthony Edwards... He is the thing that you should be most excited about as a Georgia fan, uh, apparently. I mean, I'm going to let you have that one for now. I'm not going to nitpick that Kirby <laughs> should be ahead, but I'm going to let you have that one today, Daniel. You deserve it. Uh, Kirby Smart. Is Kirby going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft? <laughs> he's not. Oh, no. Answer me uh, that. He's not. No, he's not. Okay. Well, then I'll let the facts speak for themselves. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's about all we've got time for on this episode. It's been a very recruiting-heavy episode, but that's because there's been lots to talk about. That's the kind of off-seasons you like to have. It's not technically off-season for Georgia basketball. It's actually the meat of the season, but (laughs) I think we all wish it were the off-season. Yeah, get get me to not seeing games as quickly as I possibly can. Listen, keep supporting this team, though. It really does matter. As you see. Uh, We've established that. As you can can plainly see, keep supporting this team and... um, Big things are to come for both Georgia football and Georgia basketball, which means big things are to come for this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're 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 gonna have lots. All to talk ships about rise in the coming with, weeks, with months, the tide and years. Coming in, okay. All ships rise. That's right. That's right. Even this, even this uh, paltry vessel, even this dinghy, even this little, <laughs> even this upside down hat that we're sitting in here. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, that's all we've got. We will be back uh, with another episode to dive deep into some triviality uh, of Georgia sports relation. But until then, we will talk to you guys later. See ya.